Welcome back to Let's Talk Podcast and today's guest is Tina and she is an incredible paper artist. If you haven't already, check out her Instagram at Storigami and it will also be in the show notes. She does amazing origami creations and earrings, definitely check them out. But in this episode, we're talking all about refining your craft, your craft as being yourself and the never-ending journey of navigating this. So without further ado, let's just get right into the episode. I am... A paper artist. Uh, yeah, anyone who doesn't know me, I'm Tina. Um, I've been freelancing for the past four years um, in my craft. So I do a lot of model making and just like visual merchandising, um, things like that. So like making sets, um, set designing, and just like creating different, um, yeah, different bits and bobs f- uh, for clients who um, want paper models because it's a very niche and fun little craftsmanship. Thing that people are really into um yeah so I work for different artists and I do my own thing I make earrings and just trying to figure out what else I want to do in my life that's about it really <laughs> it's really cool to see you like go after what you're passionate about and because you said it is really niche and it's just really cool to see you just go like head on into it but like how did you how did you get into what you're doing um and being a paper artist <sighs> I think so it's it's kind of like a even thinking back is all a bit like confusing how it all happened but in a good way um so I started off loving art when I was a really kid like when I was a kid um when I was really young I'd just like make origami stuff with my dad and things like that and I just like really loved arts um so it made sense for me to want to do something artistic um that growing up in a asian family like i'm, I'm sure uh, people would probably understand just the idea of like parents having expectations of like you know wanting to wanting their kid to do something that's not art which is a shame i really wish um there wasn't that taboo for it but um yeah my parents were really like no don't do arts but so i found like a way to kind of work around it being like hey i'll do architecture instead um and so I came out of that realizing I don't I didn't want to do architecture um and it was just a day when I, there was like I had to go through quite a couple of things of just like failing um one of my modules in uni and then that really helped me to reflect what it was that I wanted in my life um and then I kind of yeah here I am like uh, I can't I can't remember when it was when I was in uni. <laughs> but, uh, here I am. I'm uh, out of uni and just glad that I had to go through a time of failure to just realize what it was that I wanted myself. Um, so it was really fun. Um, in hindsight, it was really good for me to go through that. Um, and yeah, really question what it was that really where I found my like individuality with my craft and paper really like spoke to me um so it's something that yeah I kept on pursuing and that's about that's about it yeah that's really cool um why do you think that you know paper like stood out to you and especially in the context of actually you know refining your craft and going through what you had to to get to where you are today Mm. so paper itself for me like whenever I talk about it it's just like such a like it's an it's not an intimidating medium to work with like people don't get freaked out about the idea of like oh here's a piece of paper like you can ruin it you can do whatever you want to it and 
for me, it's, I don't know, just folding a piece of paper, working with paper is my comfort, like in a way my comfort. Um, so it was really, um, it made a lot of sense kind of using that as well. Um, and how it's such a delicate piece of paper that you can do so many different things with. A kid can use it. They could like find so much joy with it. There is no age restriction to it. Um, and even like in in the context of like how like sustainability and like how even I grew up in a in a family where we were always so like conscious about how we use the materials around us. Um, just being able to yeah really like make art out of something that isn't really a medium people think of can be art is something that really drew me to it and that you can refine something so simple into something very delicate and complex and yeah I just love that it just really sung to me yeah I think that's yeah yeah that's really cool and it's it's really true that yeah it's so simple but yet you can make such like intricate sculptures or really simple things like what's the most just, I don't know, I'm just curious, but like, what's the most complex things you've done or created out of paper and what's the most simple thing? <laughs> that one's actually a really hard one. Um, I'm normally asked the question, which one's like your most proud project that you made or like the one that, like, that is the question that I'm asked more. So like to, to think of like, what's the hardest project? I think it depends on the context of who I'm working with, right? So... A lot of times I'm working with brands that either want something really extravagant and you're like, oh my gosh, do I, can I do it in that timescale? So um, if I had all the timescale in the world, it wouldn't be as difficult. But if it's like refined to like, like I don't know, a week, two weeks, then it makes it a lot harder. Um, but for me, I personally uh, would say the project that I found the hardest slash the one that I'm most proud of because I learned the most out of um, was the time that um, um, the artists that I worked for um, had Google as their client and we did a thing for Google Cloud and made like a whole city with like different landscapes um, and like yeah things for that and that was that was really fun I really liked it um, the one that really stood out for me was when we made like buildings like um, from yeah from Japan and things like that and that was a really really tough project but really good yeah I think I remember seeing it and I was like whoa it's like <laughs> you know um Legoland they have like the mini mini village or something it reminded me of that it does like people if they don't see it if you don't see like the behind the scenes you don't realize that it's actually all made out of something like it's made out of physical material not just like a, a graphics so I really yeah I really like the loved doing that whole project because there was a lot of like love and care put into everything that was made there yeah does it feel like you're making something like of yourself <laughs> oh my gosh yeah like every single time I make anything it's very personal to me um so it does feel like I put a lot of like myself into it um even like like just a moment when you were asking like what's the most simple thing like even me making a pair of earrings to me it's simple but it's a lot of like love put into it because I'm I'm making it out of like the whole the whole process of making is really personalized so it's not just it being a simple piece of paper but it's like there's a lot of 
um, customization that I want to add into it and like that is yeah a lot of like Tina poured into into what I make yeah uh, yeah it's really cool and I mean I, I should have like had it ready to like show everyone the one that you made for me that was so cool um I was like whoa like it's so small but yeah like you said it's well made but also like really sturdy like in a weird way I don't know <laughs> Paper is surprisingly sturdy. I don't know what it is, but when it comes together, especially in the way, like the technique that I use, the one um, that I use for my origami, it's called like modular origami, which is kind of like stacking Lego pieces together. And when it all comes together, it it just does, like it wants to come together and it just becomes really like structurally sound. Um, like when you see it, you're like, whoa, it actually looks really sturdy as well. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing that I love about paper it looks really delicate, but like you can make something super structurally sound with it as well. Mm. Yeah, and it's just like maybe it's just because the how geometric it looks when you know you fold something, but you can also make so many. Yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> There's so many possibilities of what you can do with it. It's it's fun. Like if like literally you have paper anyone who has paper lying around you can make something um and i think that's yeah that's what i love about it just like you can just make anything out of it yeah for sure yeah that's really cool um in terms of you know like refining your craft and stuff like you know what is it what does refinement mean to you <laughs> just to start at the basics <laughs> i think so refining for me is like sharpening really like sharpening um who you are as a person sharpening the craft that you have or that you've identified what it could be um and like literally when we were talking about the idea of refinement the first thing that really popped into my head was this, this passage from proverbs where it's like as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another like that mm. concept of like you need you need others to kind of come alongside you to sharpen to refine you and uh, you need to really like work on it there's a lot of hardships and like there's a lot of energy and like put into it as well it's not just something si like it's is it's simple but it's not simple at the same time if you go on me how have you seen that like play out in your life and maybe your own journey um so i think for me there's like just refining even the idea of what my craft means to me and the idea of like how it all came to what I do now is is all the sense of like refining it's it's been a lot of working on myself as well like it's not just working on what I want to do what I want uh to like bring out bring to the world but it's also this like sweet spot that you want to have with your passion and your your profession like your mission and how you how you deal with seeing this world and your vocation like the, this idea this, this concept of ikigai is like what I constantly kind of like look into as how I can keep refining and working on what I'm producing and how I'm refining myself um so it's yeah it's something that I feel isn't just like it's not just one thing it's not just one thing you put aside like you can't comp compartmentalize it it's it's something that bleeds into a lot of parts of my life um this idea of refining my craft refining myself yeah it like mm. just seeps into everything i do yeah I, I like that you brought up the point that it's it's almost impossible but also like not maybe preferable to compartmentalize yourself because 
I don't know, but like I've definitely like experienced how sometimes when you want to kind of just keep one side of you here and one side of you there, and it's kind of like you feel a, a huge like disconnect. But then when you're able to recognize that actually like it all goes together because all the spaces that we occupy come together in us, <laughs> you know. It's the same with a lot of different like things in our lives as well. It's like you can't just put your like idea of justice in one box and then keep it to that and then you can't just put your idea of faith and then just like keep it in that space like it all kind of needs to seep through together to work um mm. and then it becomes a core value that you have how does this process of refinement and like constantly you know seeing how you can almost incorporate these things as like foundations does it feel like sometimes it's quite opposite? You know, you're trying to refine, but you're also trying to like merge and, you know, put it together, you know? I understand this concept of like having my strengths and my weaknesses and everyone has their own individual ways of seeing what their strengths are and their weaknesses are, but not just saying my weaknesses are the things that's stopping me from refining what I want to do and refining my craft but actually instead it's adding to your craft so it's mm -hmm. it's adding to your individuality it's adding to what you can bring to whatever you want to like put your put your energy into and like as an example I'm gonna give it's this concept this idea that I kept of kept on having as a kid like everyone kept on telling me from my teachers my parents my friends they all said that I was so slow and like when you think slow, it's like as a kid, as anyone who like lives in this kind of fast paced society, that as a lifestyle isn't like, isn't good. Like I always found, found it being bad and wanted to change myself and like refine this concept of being faster and like being better and efficient, more efficient. Um, but actually that mindset didn't help me refine my craft because made me realize that I was actually neglecting this idea of being detailed orientated. So me being slow was actually something that linked much to how I am detailed orientated. I really like looking into the fine, finer bits and really address the like smaller things that people may just skip over. And that actually made me realize that it's not just a weakness. It's something that I can use to refine what I do and that that's something I bring to the table that other people don't so like that is something I've had to really like try to like key into that it's not it's not something that should be tiresome like refining myself isn't supposed to feel tiresome it's supposed to give me a sense of growth and like oh actually it's helping me to like highlight something that I really needed to to help me along the way um to get better at what i do so true because we just we're constantly a chasing after something but like what is what are we chasing after anyway and trying to Im improve or be quick or like be efficient and the question is why right like why are we even doing this and so actually being slow not necessarily you know um not being able to be efficient but we got to be able to step back in order to like step up and like step forward in whatever we want to pursue <laughs> um once we have that foundation right so like as a creative and like creativity like how does that i don't know how does that work with you how have you journeyed with creativity along with refinement and stuff <laughs> 
So wait, before we talk about this, I was actually on your website um, okay. earlier on, and I I saw you have this quiz on the bottom of your website, and I was like, you know what? I'm curious. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> My result was you're a creator. You're calling Screams Creative, and that was just really funny, knowing <laughs> that. It's nice knowing that it's not just me that sees it. Like people around me, or like even like I know I've always been someone who's really tapped into my creativity. Um, so I think that's one of the key things. Like mm. for me, when I was going into like my freelance work, like going into this this pursuing this career, I knew I had to put something in priority. I knew I had to put my creative creativity. As something that I really prioritized, so what I what I kept doing was just like I kept praying over it. I kept like looking into what it meant to put your creativity in a place where it was of priority. So、um, it was good to to really like to really like look in like focus into it in a in a way where it really did make sense for me as I kept refining and kept on like in trying to improve myself in a in my career. Um, and actually, it started from like just knowing as well my identity of who, why I'm creative. Like,、mm -hmm. the, essentially, for me, I'm like I know that God is the most creative being in this world. So it gives me, it fuels me with、um, knowing that I'm I can be creative because He's made me to be a creative being.、Um, I really love that because I'm like it's through. This God who's able to make sunsets look beautiful, and like there is no reason why it needs to be beautiful, but it makes us feel something, and that's the same kind of like same kind of feeling I want to echo with my work. Like I want to create something that is able to make people feel, and then that allows myself to like dig deeper into why it is I want to be creative, why it is that I want to、uh, make. An impact with my art and like yeah, just just tapping into that was really, really special for me as well、um, in my journey of finding my craft.、Mm. What kind of impact slash like feeling do you want people to feel with your work? Um, so I think a lot of the times when I see my work, it's been a lot of like, it's been very therapeutic for me.、Um, So whenever I see, whenever I do it, whenever I、um, sit in a place of like creating my work, craft, like doing this repetitive motion of folding,、um, I actually feel a sense of peace, like a lot of peace and mind. Like I'm able to just sit with my thoughts and be like really reflective, and not a lot of stuff lets me be like that. So I'm really glad I have. My craft to do that, like it's not there just for me to make art and make something of an outcome, but as an as the artist behind it, it actually gives it fuels a lot of my like just rest. It fuels a lot of yeah, being able to like use my hands to to do something. I'm like very fidgety as a person as well. That's why. Um, <laughs> and um, when other people see it, there's always something that they like. Perplexed about it, and I think I like that feeling of like people are wanting to know deeper about this thing that's made from a material that they know so deeply of. Like it's just paper, but how can it be made like this? What? So that's the <laughs> feeling I really like leaving people with, like that curiosity to just、mm -hmm. like see that art isn't just 
putting as much as I know people doing who don't who paint and stuff like that is amazing but it's not just boxed in to that mm. like there's so many different ways of being creative um outside of your bulk standard idea of what art and music and dance and things look like in that mm. in that realm yeah and I think it's really cool that your work is able to help you rest as well in some senses you know um like it's so paradoxical but also it's really nice and beautiful refreshing to hear someone who's like you know I actually find rest in what I'm doing and I'm like well that isn't that the dream <laughs> I was like making this I was doing a stock stock up for um I think for some of my products at one point and I left something at my friend's place that I had to like urgently get an uber to her place and whilst I was sitting in the uber I was just like I'm folding I should be really stressed out but I'm really chilled out from just folding right now so it like is kind of like a mental stability for me just doing that and having that as like second nature for me um yeah it's yeah honestly like god blessed thing for me I have no clue how that managed to happen but yeah um yeah being at peace has always been good when it comes to like doing art like that mm. yeah yeah I think especially when you've got a lot of change and it's kind of like feels like unnatural right so I think you brought up the concept of kaizen right um why don't you talk a little bit about that that's something that um I really love to look into when I actually I remember when I talked to the, my boss about this so he was someone who got me into the, the industry and we were talking about this concept of kaizen of like when you repetitively do something your mind goes into this like you can either go into this autopilot of just like doing it, doing it, doing it over and over again. But when you take yourself out of it and then really look into the process of how can I efficiently do it in a way where I'm benefiting my time and my energy in creating something that is so simple through this repetitive um, cycle, um, like that is a good change. That's literally what kaizen means it's a good change it's um being able to see like little steps along the way that can help you get better slowly it's like the progress is much more important than like your outcome and it's the small steps that make um yeah just make it a lot easier for you to um refine your craft as well uh yeah it's just like a substantial change over time which is less about just being productive for the sake of like being productive it's it's the it's the idea of like actually thinking and then processing it and then thinking again and then measuring out what i can change how can i compare it to how that looked like like that process is so important and i feel like that's something that i really want to do even in my life like thinking about my decisions like oh mm. processing it thinking about it reflecting on it measuring whether this is a good decision to make or not like that repetitive idea of like thinking through and not overthinking like there's a difference between overthinking and thinking things through like well um I feel like that's a whole topic in itself but yeah um yeah so it's it's the it's just being able to embrace problem solving um at its core is what kaizen is um I really like that incremental incremental yeah um improvements that add up slowly and slowly and you don't even realize it like what I mentioned before, it shouldn't be tiresome. It should be something that just happens naturally. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it. I think it's quite a natural process, but I think it's something that a lot of us resist, you know, um, like change or kind of slowly, slowly doing something or slowly improving. Um, so, yeah. Um, would you say that being on autopilot and doing something repetitively is kind of the first stage to kind of getting into that refinement process almost? Almost, yeah, I think so. Like, I think it's when your muscles have kind of like gotten used to a specific pattern of doing certain things. Because, like, with my folding, it is something that I can just do whilst I'm like talking to people. I can literally be like watching movie and just like folding, and like what I was saying before, like seeing an Uber and just folding. Um, like, you you do need to put that practice in. You do need to add that element of like, oh, I need like my mind doesn't really need to think too hard about it to start mm. this process um, yeah um i had a question that just like popped up in my head um and because like you said you really enjoy it and also it's kind of therapeutic so where do you see do you have a line and boundary between your work and <laughs> your like i don't know self-therapy <laughs> yes 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 this is something that i really struggled with in my first year of freelance like when i first worked I think that was when I was just having imposter syndrome like mad, having just like no clue what it meant to have a work-life balance because work equaled life, life equaled hobbies. Ah. Um, so for me, it was like a lot of trying to really sit down and be like, actually, what is my freelance work time? What is my working on myself time? And being able to have different spaces to do that. So I, I know a lot of people who like working in their bedrooms and like actually right now, uh, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people working from home and things like that. For me, I like, I've always been working from home and it's always been really important um, that I have a different workspace to work on my craft. Like I don't, I, I love lying in bed. Don't get me wrong. My bed is like up there as my priority, but um, I don't, like folding or doing different things where I keep as my san like my san san yeah sanctuary space yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what was going to come out of my mouth there uh, uh, but yeah when it comes to like folding and being productive in I like having that space and using that as my workspace and that in itself is kind of a boundary already in my head like okay this is my work time. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do and be and make things. And then having to then give myself like certain hours to be like, okay, I'm going to stop working now mm. or else I'm going to keep working throughout the day and forget that I need to rest. I need to eat. Like that is something that I find myself doing all the time when I don't have structure. So I think that's one thing I definitely, um, yeah need to work on as well like that's something that's I'm guessing everyone has their work in progress but um yeah for me definitely it's just like embracing elements of structure that I necessarily don't find comfortable or natural doing um so I've been yeah just trying to really make it like put more effort to even be aware when I'm tired be aware when I'm needing rest like be aware when I need to not do work that seems therapeutic but actually just sit back and do something like I don't know listen to music or just go and have a shower and just cook something like that that's different from my craft like that 
Mm. Active rest is also so important for your well-being as well. So um, that's something I just need to be more active in doing because I don't have like an office to go to. I like I don't have colleagues to talk to when it comes to my work. Like it, I do need to actively do it for myself. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Active rest. Yeah. Well, yeah, so many concepts that are like so deep and it's like, well, we need to go away and think about this. Um, <laughs> but going back to Natalie's question um, about, you know, like, do you feel the pressure to constantly ref- be refining yourself slash like improving yourself on how you do deal with it? Like there is a pressure to it um, when I'm not in a good place. I think that's when my, my, when my well-being is being compromised, like spiritual, emotional, mental well-being physical well-being if it's all being compromised or like if there's something happening in my personal life it will definitely bleed into how I see refining myself so like finding motivation to just be like actually I I it's it's okay to make this mistake and make something right now and just do it is hard when a lot of other things in life isn't going well um so one thing I think has helped like I'm I'm trying to keep learning is just to be gracious to myself when I need to have that time to make mistakes like be okay to make mistakes especially when I'm in those space that space of being like low or just frustrated at myself more or more prone to being being more fr- frustrated at myself um and like even in the times when I feel like I don't have enough energy to keep like wanting to refine who I am what I'm doing um being okay to just have other people to encourage me along the way is so important as well like you need others to come alongside you you can't like I don't think I would be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for the people who've like supported me along the way and just said like the things that they've said and just like being able to give me opportunities to do what I like thrive in the places that I can thrive through my creativity. Um, But yeah, just letting like, just learning that I'm, I'm not doing this alone has really helped Mm -hmm. as well. Um, That even though there's very little people who do the same kind of work that I do, I can still relate to other people with what I'm, uh, what I make yeah like I still can find places of relatability but yeah most impo- importantly just not not punishing myself as well when I feel like I'm I'm like I don't have enough energy to to want to yeah refine myself um, like just not punishing myself for making errors and just being okay with making errors like that's that's a whole part like part of learning as well to find the mistakes and being okay with finding the mistakes and knowing that okay that's what I don't want to do um yeah it's active learning constantly I think your work can really be applied to like a lot of areas in life like regardless of whether someone is you know in air quotes creative or not right um and so I think that's probably why people can relate to your work just by seeing it, um, which is really cool. Um, but like, what kind of products are you working on right now? You know, plug yourself. <laughs> well, like what I was saying before, I've been making earrings, literally been making a lot of um, wonderful little earrings in the past lockdown time specifically as well. Um, that's been something that I'm really 
glad has been bringing me through um but what i yeah what i've been making just a lot of personalized custom earrings for people um people i don't know people that i do know um just blessing them with something that i can make with my hands uh so yeah literally everything that i make is custom made so there's sometimes repeated colors but if there are people who want something like new and want something that's like more personalized to them i'm happy to try that out and it's all part of my refining my craft like that's the that's the crazy thing like having other people contribute and input into my creativity is where i then step into experimenting and trying different things and people being like oh i like that color can you try it in this like that gives me allows me to do more um i've also yeah just been looking at what else i can do in my work um just like trying to make create artwork for just um uh just like my own my own time other than my earrings like i really want to like dig into more of making that at the moment like just origami pieces here and there um and just like when hopefully when lockdown ends i mean like you know self isolation times ends um i i would love to do more like in person workshop things mm. um i have been looking into like doing online workshops i really don't know what that looks like right now but i really want to tap into doing more um and see where that goes who knows uh but yeah that i'm yeah excited to see what else i want to do um there are moments where i'm just like i kind of want to try different types of materials like i want to just go into a workshop and learn how to make so i just want to constantly be in a place of learning um and not being afraid to learn um that yeah that's where i'm at right now um but yeah go check out at storygami that is where i do most of my paper craft things um so so everyone like go check her out if you want big oh i don't have my ears clear so she can also do like clip on ones if you want fully out here promoting your work but anyway <laughs> um but yeah this is really cool so like where can people find your work other than your website and yeah my website um my instagram literally just sorigami is my tag uh and just email me message me like if you want anything um hit me up i'm always wanting to collaborate with people like literally love like love having other people's like and their creative ideas um and just chatting to people so if you want to catch up anything yeah hit me up Thanks for that and definitely like I'm really excited for like after when we can actually go out in person like I've also been wanting to do workshops and we were gonna do one together before but <laughs> so annoying but anyway I wanted to round us off with a final question um what does it mean to you to fully embrace oh my yourself? gosh so this is the question that Joelle asked me last time we chatted and I literally had like a moment of just like what does that even mean <laughs> and um actually something came to mind in last week and uh for me the idea of being partially like actually saying like what embrace means uh so partially embrace for me is like a it's it's like me just embracing myself like this I'm just like holding <laughs> myself like hugging myself i'm a massive hugger so i do i do love a good embrace um but fully embracing is like being okay to not be the one just holding myself mm. and allowing other people and allowing god to just like embrace me without feeling like i need to have to do it um mm. 
so like the posture the posture of embracing is what i feel can feel lonely sometimes like doing it alone um so it's really comforting knowing that in the process of in the process of embracing myself i can i can always like have like other people there to remind me i can be embraced and that god's always there to embrace me so yeah all is good i like being embraced so <laughs> let me hug you <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um virtual hugs for everyone here um but yeah thank you so much for coming so many pearls of wisdom there um but yeah thank you again for everybody so if you're listening on the podcast we actually do this on instagram so like if you want to come and like ask questions like natalie did and other people then definitely like join us on instagram on my handle at joelleport underscore that's it for today's let's talk episode if you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform share this episode on social media and leave a review so that others can benefit from it too And until the next episode, cheers to your endless confidence. Joelle.